believe the Lord is wanting us to start to wake up and recognize that it's not a time for passivity, but this is a time to be very intentional. It's a time to begin to ask the Lord to help us to dream again. We would have probably seen over a hundred people saved last week. Uh, through the missions teams, through the, um, through the media ministry, and that, that's new salvations. And there's nothing, nothing impossible for God. God's looking for us to realize that we aren't called to live with a mentality confined by our ability. We aren't called to live in a mentality confined by our circumstance or our situation. He wants to be as those who dream. He wants us to be walking in our dreams. He wants us to be walking around and saying, it's like I'm living in a dream. This is, you know, and sometimes when good things happen, people who've been conditioned to hardship and disappointment and, and um, rejection, they can already start to think, oh, I don't want to let myself enjoy this too much because something bad might happen. But the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no trouble to it, the Bible tells us. Hallelujah. God's not looking for us to be living in dread, but to be enjoying the truth that the, the Lord is for us. He makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Hooray. Even that which was a mess, even that which was meant for evil, God will take it and use it for your good. Hallelujah, if you will trust him. We were like those who dreamed. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. You know, when you learn how to rejoice in other people's victories, God will help you recognize and walk in your own victories. Hallelujah. I've been looking at um, the life of Joseph and the life of Daniel, two amazing administrators, actually, who were such highly gifted administrators. They were so sought after. The gift of administration on their life was incredible. But they were uh, anointed and favored by God. But that, that favor often attracted jealousy. <laughs> It had uh, Joseph thrown in a pit. It had Daniel thrown in a pit. Uh, as um, People who were jealous of the favor he was getting conspired against him and had him thrown into a den of lions. But the Lord delivered them both. Hallelujah. And the heart of God is for us, instead of being like those who conspire to pull other people down, or who rejoice in, you know, when seeing someone else fall or seeing something or look for ways to try and pull people down. God wants us to celebrate other people's victories. He wants us to talk other people up. He wants us to believe that brothers and sisters in the kingdom are actually our family and we don't talk trash about our family. Hallelujah. That we learn how to, how to celebrate other people's victories knowing that their victory doesn't take away from mine. It's not a part whereas if they get a bigger piece and I get less, the more that we are able to celebrate other people's victories, the more we're able to enjoy the victories that God wants to give to us. And what we celebrate is what we invite into our own lives. Hallelujah. Is what we make room for. 
And we see that throughout scripture. We see that the Lord demonstrating what happens to those who oppose those who have the favor of God. You never want to find yourself in that place. But what happens also for those who celebrate? Praise the Lord. But Psalm 126 here, he then goes on to say, Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. This is the entire psalm. We were like those who dream. And then he's talking about going forth weeping, carrying a bag of seed. Those who go forth weeping, carrying a bag of seed to sow, will doubtless indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing their sheaves with them. In other words, those who make a decision in the season where I'm not like one of those who is actually walking in the fulfillment of their dreams, I'm not going to sit back on the couch and just give in to a comatose state and, and feed my depression. I'm going to go out weeping with my bag of seed and I'm going to begin to sow that seed knowing that as I do that, my God will make all things work together for good. And as I sow this seed in faith, even as I'm going out weeping with it, I will doubtless come back with sheaves rejoicing. Hallelujah. And I believe whatever season you've found yourself in, many people have been through a season of survival, just getting through. But I believe the Lord says it's a change of season for you, that you are entering into a season where you're going to say, it's like I'm walking in a dream. Hallelujah. He who has purposed it will also do it. He is faithful. He is the one who gives us double for our trouble. Hallelujah. Who brings beauty instead of ashes. And though in this world we have trouble, as we go forth weeping, sowing that seed in faith, that seed doesn't just give you back what you've lost. He brings back seven times, a hundredfold, the blood blessing of God as you intentionally sow what the enemy meant for evil, what is painful, what is difficult, God, will, God promises you that you will doubtless come back with sheaves, hallelujah, reaping, seeing the, the faithfulness of God. And so I really want to encourage you today. I believe the Lord is wanting us to start to wake up and recognize that it's not a time for passivity, but this is a time to be very intentional. It's a time to begin to ask the Lord to help us to dream again, to start sowing with our words those things that the Lord has deposited in our hearts. Seed has been deposited in your heart. Dreams, God has dropped desires in your heart. You might think, well, how do I know if that's God or not? Well, you can easily tell if it sounds like something God would, would want to do, if it looks like righteousness, peace and joy, if you're dreaming about people getting saved and healed, it's the will of God. Because Jesus said that the same works he did and greater works will you do. It is the will of God for you. You don't have to go, is it me, is it God, is it me, is it God, Is I got bad motives, stop, you're dead. 
Don't try and figure out what the dead guy's thinking. Just say, thank you, Father, I have the mind of Christ, and yes, Lord, I'm believing. This is what you're revealing to my heart. Your Holy Spirit is putting these dreams in my heart. Oh, I'm, I don't know, is it okay if I'm dreaming that my business will go well? What does the Bible say? The Bible says that it is his will that you would prosper and be in health even as your souls prosper. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Hallelujah. His delight and his desire is to bless you. So if you're going, oh, I don't know, is it God's will for me to, to do well in my business? Is it God's will for, of course it is. Hallelujah. That's who he is. It, uh, certainly, it's not the will of God for you to be, you know, thinking and dreaming about things that are sinful. But when we're dreaming the dreams of God, God wants us to recognize that seed he's given to us. And when we're not seeing what we are dreaming of, what has been deposited in our heart, God wants you to start picking up that seed. And this is what I believe prophetically the Holy Spirit's saying to us right now that he's wanting you to start gathering together the seeds that perhaps have lain dormant for a long time. Those seeds that he's dropped in your heart and he wants you to start to gather them again and get ready to sow them. How do we sow the seeds? Well, I believe that we sow in faith, hallelujah. We sow in faith believing and we sow it by declaring it, saying it and seeing it. Picking it up. A lot of, we, you, you know about this. I've written books about this. But the sad thing is, very often, we don't apply what we know. That we know so many good things to do. Oh, yes, I should do that. I should do this. But unless we actually diligently make a habit out of those things we know that we need to do, then we go through phases. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm making declarations. And then you don't, then you forget about it. But if instead you learn to habitually take the seed that's been planted in your heart and sow it in faith, then God says, as you are continuing continuously, the Bible tells us here, goes forth weeping with seed to sow, they will doubtless continually keep coming back with sheaves. God wants us to develop a lifestyle of sowing those things that he's put in our hearts. If you'll wake up in the morning, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm not particularly a morning person. I'm more a night person. Like, I'm great between 11 and 1, in, you know, at night time, but not so crash hot in the early wee small hours of the dawn. <laughs> So when I get up in the morning, if I'm a little tired, it takes a little bit to uh, wake me up again. And so I'll often, first thing I'll do is I'll, I like to take my little communion in my bedroom and I say, thank you, Lord, for your body broken for me. Thank you for health. Thank you for peace. I take the, the cup. I thank him for the, the wine of his presence, the blood that's cleansed me. I thank him for righteousness. And I'm still a little bit sleepy. 
But you know, then as I st- if I stand up and I start to pray out loud in tongues and I pray with my mind, the Holy Spirit supplies to me what I need, the, what I need to remember so that I can pray in my mind what he is stirring up as I'm speaking in tongues. And he supplies the seed to the sower. He reminds me of what's been deposited in my heart and I begin to make declarations. I begin to pray. So I might just pray even for three to five minutes out loud in tongues, but I'm praying with my mind and the Holy Spirit's bringing to my remembrance scriptures to pray. And, I be, and it's beautiful, it's powerful, hallelujah. The Bible says he who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself, builds himself up on his most holy faith. The Bible tells us that as we're praying in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself is interceding through us for us. And it cuts through any of the heaviness or the the weight and the stuff that you might not recognize is around trying to oppose you. But then as I start to make declarations, thank you, Father. All of my children are taught of the Lord, and great is the peace of my children. As I I make declarations over over descendants I haven't yet had and have been doing for since before I even had all of my children. I'm declaring over my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. God calls that seed. And he says, as you make declarations about it, God says you will doubtless reap a harvest. Hallelujah. You can begin to declare over your descendants. My descendants love Jesus more than I do. I I, I declare that about my kids. My kids love you even more than I do. Praise the Lord. My kids are passionate worshipers of the Lord. My children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren are passionate worshipers of the Lord who are fruitful in every good word and work that they are prosperous in the kingdom. They're generous givers. Hallelujah. That they are kings and priests who who walk with nobility and honor and righteousness. Hallelujah. And you, as you sow those things, you can start to feel the atmosphere shift. I begin to make declarations about my own life and ministry. And and I begin to declare those things that he's dropped in my heart. Thank you, Father. You said stadiums are opening to me. Father, I thank you for thousands and thousands coming to Christ in Jesus' name every year. I thank you that people are getting saved while I'm asleep as I'm preaching on television all over the world. I thank you that you're sending that word into the places exactly where it needs to be heard. I thank you, Lord, for the miracles. I see paraplegics and quadriplegics getting up out of wheelchairs as the glory of God hits them. Hallelujah. You can say, well, how can you say that stuff? Because God's dropped it in my heart and I've seen it as seed, so I'm going to sow it in faith until I see it in the natural. Hallelujah. I've seen it happen over and over again. I used to declare um, all sorts of different miracles. And I have to keep being creative. Lord, help me see more because I've already seen much of what I've declared. Hallelujah. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. I've seen God do all of those things. So now I have to adjust my, my uh, declarations. I see, I see quadriplegics jumping up out of their wheelchairs. Hallelujah. I see the blind see regularly. Hallelujah. Whatever it looks like. And it's not about puffing yourself up. God in you, Christ in you is not dreaming of having a little life. 
If your dreams are contained within your ability, then they are not God's dreams. Because God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope, or imagine. And if you can dream only what you can have ability, what you can see yourself being able to do, then you can take the glory for it. God wants to be glorified in our lives. He wants to take the weak and foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He wants us to be like little children. Little children are good at dreaming. They're great at dreaming. They've got great imaginations. And they can, because they, they don't trouble themselves with all the details of how it could happen. God wants us to humble ourselves like little children and begin to dream again. Begin to dream of what it could look like. Begin to dream dreams for our nation. As you see different laws being made and different things being coming to pass, rather than just complaining about it and wringing your hands and talking about how terrible it all is, begin to make declarations about what it looks like, about what our country looks like. If not you, then who? If you're not declaring over your nation, then who is? God is waiting for the bride of Christ to throw off the shackles and the limitations of false humility and trauma that has tried to keep them in a place of survival to begin to wake up, arise and shine, begin to roar like the lion of the tribe of Judah and begin to declare, this is the will of God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. If God can overturn as something that was instituted 50 years ago and that, that has wrought such havoc and devastation on millions and millions of lives, what could he do in our current situation? Instead of going, oh, it's just all terrible, it's going to get worse. No, you, God, God overturned that. He can overturn other things. Yeah. Hallelujah. Don't start... Um, Settling into an idea that, okay, I've been disappointed. Oh, I've been rejected. Oh, this has happened. Oh, I've had this, I've had this hit and I've had this setback. Everything that the enemy has thrown at you is something that God wants you to take as seed to be sown. Because he says, for your former shame, pain and disgrace, I'll give you double recompense. So if he's thrown some shame your way, some disgrace, some hurt, some disappointment, some slander. You can take it, that seed. I'm going to sow it double for my trouble. I'm going to sow it in faith and receive double recompense. Hallelujah. Seed to sow is not just the dreams he's dropped in your heart. It's all the mess and the arrows that have been shot at you. You can take it and say, here it is, God. I'm sowing that in faith. Hallelujah. What's that going to look like? What's double for that going to look like, God? Hallelujah. What's double for that shame going to look like? What's double for that pain going to look like in my life? What's double for that um, pain and sickness that I've walked through going to look like in my life? Hallelujah. What's double for that loss going to look like in my life? Hallelujah. What's double for that disappointment going to look like? Mm. 
And he wants you to begin to walk around it and be like one who is walking around on the inside of your dreams until it springs up on the inside of you as a song where you begin to sing, oh barren, you who've not born, where you begin to get exceedingly joyful and happy, rejoicing in what you know God is going to do because as you can see it, as you declare it, you can have it. Hallelujah. Mark 11, we know this. It's beautiful. Praise the Lord. Mark 11, 24. Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. God wants you not just making declarations, but actually believing that you have what you say. He says, verse 23, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Whatever things you say, as you learn to recognize, hey, I am not called to be a victim sitting in the dust complaining. But as I learn to habitually commune with the one who is for me, I'm going to continually learn what it looks like to pray without ceasing. That is, every time I get a negative thought, a disappointment or a fear come my way, I'm going to respond with the word of God. I'm going to respond with a declaration. I'm going to start declaring the goodness of God. I'm going to start speaking and declaring those things that be not as though they are. And God will help you learn how to live a lifestyle of continually going forth with seed to sow. As you do that, you'll continually be reaping a harvest. Hallelujah. It says that da Daniel would go and he would pray three times a day. I mean, he was, the king was actually looking at putting him in charge of everything because he was so excellent in his work. He was extraordinary, overseeing everything. Big job. That's a big administrative job. Same with Joseph. But they would have diligent times of prayer where they habitually built in times of thanksgiving and praise to God, diligently taking time to remember, this is where my help comes from. I'm receiving from the Lord in my strength, my help. I'm praying. I'm talking to the Lord continually about everything I'm doing, making declarations. I'm I'm asking the Lord for help. And as you develop this lifestyle of leaning on Him, God wants to cause you to start to recognize that you don't have to live with the heavy blankets that the enemy would like to try and put on you. Because He does. He comes with blankets of heaviness. He comes with situations and difficulties. I remember in Tom's mum's house, um, we'd, we'd go over when, when they lived in their other house. She had this big painting of Daniel in the lion's den. And it was a painting of Daniel with his hands tied behind his back and all the lions around him. And he was just looking up to heaven. And you know what? He was able to do that because that's what he did every day. And whether he was in a lion's den or in the palace before the king, he knew 
where his help came from. He was able to have faith in the pit because he would have faith on his bedroom floor every day, infused into him as he waited upon the Lord. Those who wait on him shall renew their strength. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll mount up on wings like eagles. They'll have fresh perspective. You know, it's normal to have ups and downs in life. It's normal. In this world, we have trouble. It's normal to have times when you're feeling bright and sparky and times when you're feeling tired and discouraged. But regardless of where you are on your emotional spectrum, regardless of where you are on the roller coaster of life, if you learn, like Daniel, to be one that would seek the Lord continually. If you will learn that in whatever season you're in, good and bad, I'm gonna sow in faith, you will continually reap in joy. God says you will continually come back with joy, amen? So a couple of years ago, I was working in the US as a contractor. I uh, returned to Australia when that was finished, lodged my tax return, and ended up with a tax bill of about $11,300, which I wasn't prepared for. So I gave it to God at the time. I didn't know what to do. So he reminded me of a scripture that I'd written in my journal, which was 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, which says, and God is able to make every grace, and in brackets, earthly favour come to you in abundance. And so I started declaring, standing on that scripture, declaring that my tax bill be paid. Next contact with the tax office, they said, you've actually got a tax lodgement from 2002, which needs to be filed as well, which was never filed. And I thought, oh my gosh, this felt like it was just gonna add to the problem. A few weeks went by and I got a tax refund notice of about $4,600. Then they said, um, yeah, that's, legitimately goes back to you. And so they looked into it and said, well, the tax return that you lodged from 2002, the refund from that paid off the entire $11,300 tax bill. And there was a surplus of $4,600, which now came back to me. God gave his word, I declared it, and he totally did it. God can do anything. And as you give yourself to him, he gives you himself, as well as all his resources. Let me pray for you right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you care about everything we go through. And I'm asking for financial breakthrough for people right now. As they look to you for help, you manifest yourself in divine, supernatural ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to finish today's program by sharing this powerful testimony. Gabriella was only 30 minutes old when her heart stopped beating for four minutes. They were able to resuscitate her, but they said there's little to no hope that she'll recover. The hospital called me to come in and when I arrived, she was gray and hooked up to all these life support machines. And I said to Nathaniel, take a picture. I remember overhearing one of your pastors say, take a photo of her like this because you're going to need it for the testimony. I believe we need to know that the will of God is to heal. After just a few days, suddenly 
Gabriella opened up her eyes. And today she's a healthy, happy little girl. So I want to encourage you, even when it seems impossible in the natural, nothing is impossible for God. I love our monthly partners. I get to see them at conferences and every month we get to have this interactive Zoom live with people from all over the world who are part of our monthly partners mentoring group. I'd love for you to be a part of that. We can ask questions and have discussions about the latest things that the Lord is doing. So why don't you join us as a monthly partner and help us take the message of Jesus to the world that needs to hear it.